Hey guys, before we start today's episode, I want to talk about our first sponsor, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency, who can provide you with top-tier effects and production value. Um, I've been working closely with them lately. It really, truly is um, amazing to see a company like this, you know, continuing to grow, continuing to do stuff. So I really love everything that they do. Their team has everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Guys, our next sponsor is one that you're probably familiar with, Starbucks Productions. They are the backbone for many of the events that you see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals like Field Trip um, to hip-hop shows like the Hip Hop Showcase. The company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So if you're looking to plan your next gig or event, Head over to their Facebook page to learn more today. All right, buddy. Welcome. This is the Cow Stars Podcast. Doing something a little different today. Um, here, joined by Alex Cohen, um, community. Uh, Head of communications, here, director, director of broadcasting. Okay, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty well. Uh, we got a nice view of uh, Principal Park. We're in the press box right now. We're looking out at uh, blue skies, the state capitol here in downtown Des Moines, and uh, green grass. Can't be anything better than that, right? Yeah, I was just, I was just about to say, man. Uh, I'm jealous of this fucking view. I, I wish I had this every day. You know, doing podcasts, I'm in a little room, and you get. You get the whole field. Yeah, we, we get the panoramic view of Des Moines right now. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. I mean, especially on days like this now, uh, if you're up here in the winter and you know the warm air is off and it's negative 13 degrees, it's not nearly as nice. But especially <laughs> right now uh, in September, it's great. Yeah, I had a, a friend who had a teacher who had this joke. Uh, I was four seasons out of the year. Um, early, early summer, late or no, early winter, winter, late winter and hell. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I originally moved here, uh, my fiance was living in California at the time, um, and I kept on telling her, everyone's like, oh, like fall is the nicest year. I'm like, come visit me in the fall. It's October 7th. I'm like, it's going to be great. Don't worry. We're going to have this great weekend. And this was 2018. And, and she flew out on October 7th, and it was like 32 degrees and snowing. <laughs> and I swear I didn't get like a hug for the entire week. We had like a barrier in between us. And uh, I mean, now now she lives here, and, and we're engaged to be married, but it's just, oh, it was uh, it was hell for those three days. It was tough. Yeah, I bet. When are you getting married? We were getting married in January. Yeah, first okay. weekend of January. So hey, really excited. congratulations. Thank man. you, man. Really appreciate it. That's awesome. So let me ask you first, uh, what got you into this? What, what was the thing that got you to be where you are right here today? It's a combination of a couple things. Okay. Uh, combination of I, I love sports, you know, live, breathe it. You know, kids were watching cartoons and action figures, and I was watching, you know, Sports Center, NFL Countdown, and listening to, you know, Philadelphia Phillies and Philadelphia Eagles games. You know, I, I grew up in Philadelphia. I mean, Grandpa was a Eagle season ticket holder. We used to go to Phillies games together. I mean, my mom was a bigger sports fan than my dad. My uncles were big sports fans. My brothers were big sports fans, so I didn't really have a choice. Um, <laughs> and then I have uh, triplet siblings who are 12 years older than I am. So when they would play, play video games, I'd want to play, too. And they're like, nah, like we're we're gonna play this ourselves. So in order to make my presence felt, and you know, 
actually act like I was in the room, I would pretend to announce those games as loud as possible. <laughs> so flash forward 30 years, here we are. Um, yeah, I played sports growing up, but but I knew really from the age of 16, 17 on that my, my athletic career was going to end and my broadcast career would hopefully start. So uh, since then, you know, started the sports broadcasting club of my high school with two of my buddies, and they're still in the industry. Then I went to college, oh, wow. um, sports communication major, uh, did student radio for four years. I did some journalism stuff for four years, and then I've uh, been working professional baseball for 12 years. So it's been been a long run. Wow, that's interesting. So have has it been with the in your like professional baseball mm-hmm. career? Has that been like with? The Iowa Cubs, or have you gone? So I've places? I've gone around. So this is my uh, okay. fifth year with the Iowa Cubs. Sorry, uh, I've been you here. Mind s- up just a oh, sure, bit. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've been here since uh, 2017, uh, December 14, 2017. But it was negative 14 degrees on my first day. So I introduced myself to Des Moines really well. But now I moved around. I'm a baseball. Uh, Journeyman, yeah, I'm a baseball nomad. Uh, I started in Huntsville, Alabama for two years. Then I went to Oakland, California for a year. Then I went to Australia for a fall. Uh, then I came back and lived in Idaho Falls, Idaho for a year. Uh, lived in Bowling Green, Kentucky for two years, and Iowa for five years. So I'm getting my my stamps, my states, everything that you can imagine when it comes to you know, time and mileage. I got it. So it's yeah. been fun. So so. Um, out of all those, do you like Iowa the best? I or? do. I mean, this is really the only place I've been able to set up shop and, and put down roots and not live out of the back of my car. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I do. I mean, especially during this time of year, I, I really think September in Iowa is perfect mm. from a weather perspective. So, uh, I would say for five months out of the year, I really like it. For <laughs> one month, I'm indifferent. And for six months from – November 1st to March 1st, where there's no baseball and it's freezing here. It's a little tough. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just being completely honest. I mean, you get here and it's and it's November 20th and you see snow and cold, and you're going to know that it's snow and cold for the next four months. Yeah. I always feel like I'm constantly, like the summer, I'm just trying to catch up and like try and get to your traveling, you know, get to all the places you can get. Because, yeah, when December comes, you're screwed with the snow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's impossible to leave. Um, so have you, you've played, like, have you like actually played baseball in your career? So I, I played baseball in high school. So okay. baseball was the last sport that I ever broadcasted. So starting the sports broadcasting club in high school, we did football, basketball, hockey, uh, field hockey, lacrosse, softball, uh, powder puff football. I mean, any, anything you name it, we did it. Uh, but I played baseball in high school. Um, very mediocre, very plain, <laughs> um, but I played up until my senior year, and then I realized that, yeah, that, that wasn't going to go anywhere. And I realized that baseball was a sport that I knew the most about from a strategical perspective and, and everything like that. So, Yeah. So, like, how – like, because I, I assume you interact with a lot of the team and mm-hmm. such, too. Like, uh, like, how many hours a week is everyone working, you know, to, like – A lot. A lot. Yeah, but, um, I mean, especially it, – it's so concentrated. And so, you know, consolidated into six and a half months. I mean, our first game next year, 2023, is March 30th. We end on September 28th. So going from March 30th to September 28th, it is 10 to 12 hours at the ballpark every single day but Mondays. Yeah, Mondays are like our technical off day. But, you know, let's say day like today, we have a 6.30 a.m. game, right? So I get in at... 
9 a.m., 10 a.m., I, I also work in the sales component with the team. I'm a sales executive. I'm also the travel coordinator. So for the first half of the day, I'm making sure that, you know, for our next road trip, we have our buses planned, our hotels planned, our flight list planned, uh, making sure that, you know, the rooming list is as active and up-to-date as possible. Um, I have, you know, 35, 40 sales clients making sure that their season tickets are good, that they're having any events at the ballpark, or if they're in any of these sky boxes, if I have to come say hello to them. Then I have lunch, and then I start prepping for the game. So uh, the guys will get here like 1.30, 2 o'clock, and I'll start talking to them, making sure that there's no injuries, no roster moves to be made. I'll go down during batting practice, and you'll see them hit balls out to the parking lot and really get to enjoy that. And uh, then I'll start prepping for the game. You know, I'll come up, I'll, I'll look at the Internet, I'll, I'll go through our game notes, I'll go through our stat packs, call a three-hour game to uh, do a 30-minute pregame show, 30-minute postgame show, and then I'm uh, home by 11.30 and I get to do it all again. So it's <laughs> wow, it's 13 wow. and a half hours of, of fun, but it's it's exceptionally intensive. So are you spending a lot of your day like doing research? I can imagine that. I would say so. I mean, it really depends on the day, and it depends on the time of year. Like early on in the season, yes. Early on in the season, I'm trying to get as many storylines as possible, but we play 150 games. So once you get to 135 games, you have the recall where it's like, oh, this guy did this last week or the last time against some of the last home game, and it's more uh, recency bias when talking about the last week, the last two weeks, the last 10 days, and it's easier to remember that than it would be at the beginning of the season where you don't have that background to go off of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, just just hearing what you're describing, you know, it's that's just a whole different world yeah. sports casting. You know, I my you know, I was a cross country runner. That was kind of my nice. main big thing. So the structured sports, like I, I have this anecdote. Um, when I was in basketball, I could not memorize uh, plays like at all. I was always, you know, they they would tell me something, I would forget five seconds later. Yeah, you know. Um, so let me ask you this. This is kind of a wild question. Go for it. Um, you know, in the day, uh, in this day and age of, you know, technology growth and all that, um, I think a lot of people can say that there's, you know, kids aren't outside as much anymore. They're outside planes. Maybe that's not the case for. No, you know, no, you're experience. right. I, I would say people are more glued to their phones. I mean, I have uh, five nieces and nephews between the ages of 12 and, and three, and they are they are glued to the phones. So that's not to say that they don't you know go out there and have fun and, and play with their yeah, friends sure. and everything like that. But it's um it's a different era. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious with your perspective because obviously you you know you do sports mm-hmm. and you know you you know you announce people you know outside you know physically exerting themselves playing yeah, the sport. Exactly. Um, what do you think about like just kind of the newer generations? Do you think that sports is something that's going to be lost or do you think that I, I, I don't um, because at some point, especially when you're, you know, I'm about to be married. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to have a family and as much as kids are going to be glued to the phone, they need to be able to exert their energy in any capacity. So sure, sure. I don't even care if it's sports. I mean, it, it could be dance. It could be bowling. It could be cross country. As I mean, cross country is a sport, but um, I, I'm talking about the, the, the traditional you know, four-sport sequence, five-sport sequence that I grew up on. I mean, it was hockey, soccer, basketball, football, baseball. And, and I think that – that traditional sports element, I think, is gone, and I think has deteriorated a little bit. There are so many different avenues for kids to go out there and be entertained, whether that mm-hmm. is through technology or that is through academics or whether that is through music um, or just sports in general. Um, as you said, cross country. I mean, there's there's fencing, there's badminton, there's golf, which is making a huge push between the youth. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, I mean, this is. 
20, 25 years ago. I mean, I'm not going to say like, hey, you're either playing baseball or you're not doing anything, but uh, baseball was like a very key interest of mine and my friends, and I think that kids now um, have a little bit more at their disposal uh, to be able to spend their time doing. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot less effort, and, you know, there's there's something more stimulating to the brain, I imagine, like, you know, graphics than, like, you know, hitting a ball. But, you know, I you know, I grew up playing sports, like mm-hmm. I think I mentioned, and, like, I, I have a lot of fond memories from there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not just, like, being out there on the field and, like, competition, but the majority of my friends, I mean, I'm in my 30s. Like, the guys who I keep in touch with right now, like my fantasy football leagues, our group chats, are guys who – I played baseball with when I was 10, 12, 14 years old. So it's not even about you know being on the same baseball team two decades ago anymore. It's it's being able to maintain that friendship, and I think that's something that you're able to get easier when you're part of a team, when you're mm-hmm. part of you know, 12, 13 kids every single day or every single week practicing and competing in games. Whether you win or lose, like obviously you want to win, but yeah, main, maintaining those friendships and being part of a team definitely helps the interpersonal standpoint. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm not necessarily a sports guy. Um, That's fine. But you know, I, you know, I enjoy sports. Like I said, I was here a couple weeks ago um, watching the game. Um, what are your thoughts? Or let me ask it this way: What makes you so passionate about baseball? Like, what what about baseball and sports in general to you like fixates you and makes you want to do this? That's a really good question. Uh, for me, it's the only thing in my life that I know that I know that I know that I, that I can watch and say this guy is doing this more than likely because of that or being able to learn and cultivate a relationship and you know a relationship with fans and relationships with listeners and relationships with players and front office members uh, for me it engages my mind to be able to connect all those pieces of the puzzle together what do you want to listen to as a casual baseball fan? What does the most diehard fan there who comes to all 150 games want to know about baseball? If a player's grandmom who's 78 years old who's listening in and doesn't give a shit about anything going on, just wants to hear their grandson's name and what they did the other night. Like I need to be able to combine all those pieces of the puzzle together to make sure that you, the grandmom, and the diehard fan all enjoy my broadcast. Mm. So I, I view that as a challenge. It keeps me yeah. engaged. It keeps me locked in. And, and just from a baseball perspective, like I, my most fond memories are, are going to Veterans Stadium with my grandpa at age four and <laughs> going to get a, a cheesesteak down at, at Jim's or Dallas Andros and getting down there you know, 30 minutes before the game and leaving in the fourth inning because he wanted to beat the traffic and you know going to Veterans Stadium, having a foul ball bounce over my head, walking up to the seats to the bathroom, and, and a guy stopping me and saying, hey, how old are you? I say, I'm four. He's like, oh, four is my favorite number. Here you go. And I saw the foul ball. So oh, wow. some of my, my fondest memories have to do with baseball. It's the sport and the object that connects me with you know, my family, my friends, my passions. And um, it's the only thing that I know that I know that I know. It, it, there's a sense of comfort with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously you're a baseball lover, and, you know, uh, my father, he's a huge baseball mm-hmm. nut, so I have a lot of, you know, memories and, you know, kind of some inklings from him on, like, you know, kind of the baseball world. Do you have any, like, favorite, like, baseball myths or legends? Like, obviously this is the Iowa Cubs, but, you know, the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> they have their history of Yeah, I, 
there, there's nothing favorite that that really sticks out in my mind, but it's more just the mystique of certain areas. Sure. And, and you don't believe that there is a mystique around Yankee Stadium or Dodger Stadium or Fenway Park or Wrigley Field until you actually go there. And I think the natural antagonist in me is just like, ah, oh, it's not that good. It's not that cool. It's not that historic. And then you go there. I mean, you go to Yankee Stadium and you, you go to the Bronx. You take the subway there. You, you see Monument Park. You go to Wrigley Field. You walk around, or you walk around uh, Wrigleyville. You go to all the bars. You go to Fenway Park. You go to Yawkey Way. And it's just like, holy shit, this is cool. You're just like, damn, like whatever they said, like I, I want to be able to like rain on their parade, but you can't. So I, I, I think that there's – I don't know about myths, but there's certainly like mystiques that have held up sure. their time. Well, th- I mean, there's an entire culture, you know, um, again, limited understanding of sports. But like I would say of all the sports, baseball has the most like authenticity and culture. Yeah. Right like, ev- like, you know, besides being one of the oldest, you know, American sports, it just it has this just certain culture about it. I, I think the history element definitely adds to that. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the cultures within the four major sports and all the other sports in the United States are also different, which makes it great. I mean, the football culture and fanhood is completely different than the baseball culture in the fanhood, than the soccer sure. culture than the fanhood, than the hockey culture in the fanhood. So, you know, with football, you have 16 games, or set now 17 games, and you have eight or nine home games. So for those eight or nine home games, you're going absolutely nuts. You're showing up at the crack of dawn. You're leaving when it, it, it gets... Uh, when the game's over and you're tailgating and it's just like a whole day binge fest. Now, now baseball, it's it's more of a marathon, not a sprint. Sure. And you have 150 games in total. You have 75 home games, so you have to space out all of that enthusiasm and excitement. So, I uh, I, I think it's different. I think with the history, it makes it different. I think with the history, with the Iowa Cubs being here for you know 40 plus years, you know, being affiliated with the Chicago Cubs organization, being in AAA baseball, I think it's different. So. Um, I think it really varies from place to place, and it's pretty special here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this, another kind of out-there baseball question. Go for it. Who do you think is the greatest baseball player that's ever lived? Barry Bonds. Okay. Barry Lamar Bonds. Okay. Steroids, don't care. Three, <laughs> three, don't care. Three, three, three-time MVP before steroids. He's a home run champ. He's uh, most home runs of the season, most home runs in a career. He's the best baseball player of all time. I don't care. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Despite the cork bat. Uh, yeah. No, that's – at some point, like, I, I, I can't – I don't know the tangible effect of steroids, performance-enhancing drugs, cork back. That is well beyond my intelligence level. I, I see guys who see ball and they hit ball. <laughs> and he saw ball and hit ball better than anybody I've ever saw. And he was out there in the field. He's a guy who could steal 30 bases. He was a, you know MVP caliber defender. He was a gold glove caliber defender. I mean, he's the best player of all time. Interesting. Yep. Well, cool. I, you know, I didn't really bring any notes. Uh, this is kind of all I really had. Do you have anything else you want to mention before we wrap no, up? No, I, I mean, I know that you're a localized podcast and just, uh, I, I really do like Des Moines. I think that it is a really special Midwest city where it's nice, it's clean, especially during the summer, people walking around. Um, you have the sports culture with Iowa, Iowa State and College. You have uh, the Iowa Cubs, Iowa Wild, Des Moines Buccaneers, Iowa Wolves. Um, and you have the football programs here. Um, you have to mention Drake in there as well being Des Moines' oldest oh, yeah. university. It, the food culture is great. The music culture is great. You got the, the arts festival. 
Um, you have 8035. I mean, there's just a lot to do here. And being from Philadelphia originally, my fiance being from California, you think, oh, you're moving to Iowa. You're just like, holy shit, I'm moving to Iowa. Like, I, I never <laughs> thought that um, that, that would be my, my future. But, you know, we bought a home here. We have a dog here. I mean, we've really enjoyed the area we've enjoyed the people and they've made us feel like home and you know anybody who's listening in i'm not just you know trying to blow smoke up your ass i mean it's it's a really cool place and one that i've enjoyed living here uh, i can't say that i'm gonna leave here the rest of my life because you don't know i mean my family's on the east coast sure. tessa my fiance's family's on the west coast stuff happens but for the time that we've been here we've really enjoyed it uh and enjoyed it far more than i thought that i would yeah no uh i think Des Moines and you know the surrounding state of Iowa is really booming. I think there's it is coming. It, it, it is. I mean, I moved here in 2017, and I mean, you drive on MLK, you drive up to Ankeny, and there's stuff that you know. I was here in 2017. It wasn't there. You have shopping centers, you have complexes, you have apartment buildings. I mean, it is becoming a gentrified area. It is a great area. You know, you can. If you're 23 to 25 years old and you've graduated college, great place to live because downtown's booming. If you want to go to Ankeny and Johnston and raise family, great because the housing prices are still relatively affordable and there's land for you to move to. So I think it really checks all the boxes of, of what people are looking for. And you know, I've I've enjoyed it a lot. I agree. That's awesome. Uh, I just remember I got one last question for you. you. Uh, so you, I've seen because you were you travel with the team and such. I do. Right? Um, how long are you like out on the road and like what's that experience like for you? So the way that the AAA schedule works now, uh, pretty much is you have six days at home. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at home, Monday off day, which is technically a travel day, and then you're on the road. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, travel on Monday, and you do it again. Now on the off chance, uh, probably twice a year, you have a twelve game home stand here where you're here for two weeks, and then two times out of the year, you're on the road for, for two consecutive weeks. It's a lot. Um, (laughs) It's a lot to to do the travel. It's a lot to maintain a healthy diet. It's a lot to maintain the energy. But um, I've really enjoyed it now. Now, at this point, I don't have any kids. Um, I definitely miss my dog. So, but now is the time of my life where I'm able to do that. So I get to go to, you know, Columbus, Ohio, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, Toledo, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, Louisville. Kentucky every year because they're in our division. You know, next year we get to go to Nashville, great city. I mean, we get to go there for six days, and I get to eat barbecue for six days. So, <laughs> um, but I do like the traveling aspect. I like meeting new people. I like trying new things. I like trying their cuisine. I like being able to go to their, you know, local establishments and meet some of the people that live there. Um, it's great. It's fun. It's taxing. It's tiring. It's all of the above. That's awesome, man. Well. Um Hey man, like your your lifestyle and everything you got going on here, this is awesome. I I true like I said, I truly envy the view here. Yeah, it's shitty, right? Real <laughs> real, real terrible. <laughs> real brutal. How being high up and seeing a field, seeing the capital from here. Yeah. Awful view. No, it's it's brutal. But no, nah, but 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 thanks for coming here. Uh I yeah. appreciate it. You know, it, it's it's my birthday today, so I get to That's spend right. it with Happy you. Happy birthday. Thank man. you. I appreciate it. It's my twenty first anniversary. it's my twenty first birthday, just some anniversary <laughs> of that. So um but no, I appreciate it. appreciate you coming and uh thanks for having me on. Great. This is a blast, man. Wish you well. All right everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be back next time. Peace. <laughs>